welcome to Movie Report, the new show where I do movie, talk about movies, the latest news, the box office, the movies coming soon, all different types of stuff. This show, if you're wondering, runs every Monday and Friday. So look for a 30-minute show with all the different topics broke down in other videos every Monday and Friday. Obviously, last Friday I couldn't do a show. If you follow me on Twitter, make sure you do follow me on Twitter and like my Facebook because I put updates before each show of if, if it's going to happen or if there's any delays or if it's going to, you know, go ahead. Last Friday, as you know, was the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 beta and I was covering it on my channel. So had a lot to do last Friday and that's why I didn't bring a show. But today we are back. And if you're wondering, where am I? There's no video normally on the first show and all my test run shows I did in November. I was on the video. It was an actual vlog. Well, the reason I haven't, I have now decided to take this to more of a podcast route rather than a, a show with a live video is simply because of the future and by the future I mean that in a few months time I'm going to university some of you may know some of you may not and that means I'm going to have very very limited time uh, to put these shows last Monday it took six hours to produce that show no kidding six hours took an hour to film because I had to set up and get it filmed another hour to edit and do all the graphics and then another hour to put it onto render probably an hour and a half you could say three and a half hours then it took another hour to upload the show and then the extra two hours to upload the separate topics from the show so the show in general took absolutely eight and that is why uh, I've decided to now take this to a podcast route. But anyway, we're going to get it into the first topic of the day, the box office. And as you know, Straight Out Compton has topped with 26.7 million. Rogue Nation came in second at 11.7 million. Uh, Sinister 2 came in with 10.6 at number three. Number four was Hitman at 8.2 and American Ultra at $5.5 million. What do I think of these box office results uh, in movies this week? Well, number one, Straight Out Compton is just on a roll I mean the thing just cannot stop it's got it's gonna have legs I mean and I don't think it's come out in the UK yet I'm not too sure offhand I I don't think it's out in a in the UK or in much overseas countries it's come out in America but domestically this thing is a beast and can you imagine what it's going to do if it has the same impact uh, worldwide we'll have to see I don't think it will but I will have to see because if it does this worldwide this thing's going to be an absolutely monstrous hit the reviews it's getting are over the top it's like a 90 I believe on Rotten Tomatoes, audience are loving it, it looks like it's a great movie and I'm definitely going to have to check it out because of the reviews it's getting, so tell me guys, any of you American guys in the US, if you have seen it, what do you think of the movie, would you recommend it to me, because I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it, and uh, yeah, well, does it c- compare to any films, because I know there was like 8 Mile with Eminem, and you know, now this is the MW- NWA, apparently this is a lot better than 8 Mile, but you know, I, I want to see it myself first. But tell me down below, are there any films that kind of, uh, you know, associate with Straight Outta Compton that are similar, have a, it has a similar style to? Because then I can kind of reference with it more. But uh, yeah, some of the other films, Rogue Nation has got legs. You know, that's another movie. This movie, it deserves it. I think it's my favourite film of the summer so far. So uh, that man from Uncle and Ant-Man and my three at the minute. But you know, that's showing that it's uh, it's a movie that was great, people loved it, and it's definitely one of the best Mission Impossibles in the series, uh, in my opinion. Sinister 3, <clears throat> number, sorry, Sinister 2 at number 3, 
uh, was a movie that I, you know, I never saw Sinister. It was a movie that I saw advertised a lot, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. But I wasn't really, you know, when I when Sinister One came out, I wasn't really in the horror mood. You know, nothing about, uh, you know, some of the horrors that were coming out in that on that year were, you know, the the horrors have never really impressed me. I, I still think they they could do a lot better with some of the horror uh, movies they put out. The only one that you know gave me confidence was The Conjuring, and I uh, can't wait to see the sequel to that. I believe that comes out either this year. I think it's next year. I'm not too sure, but we'll have to see what happens uh, with The Conjuring and some of the other horror flicks. I believe Paranormal Activity comes out soon, but Sinister 2 didn't really get very good. It didn't get really good reception at all. But uh, yeah, the movie got some money. I guess it's kind of a, a bit of a letdown considering it's his first week. And then what can we say about Hitman and American Ultra? Damn, they like bombed. I mean, Hitman was a movie they were advertising a lot. They were trying to push. Apparently, it's one of the worst movies of the year in a lot of people's opinions from what I've heard uh, behind the scenes. I haven't seen it myself yet. I don't know if I want to go see it based on the reviews it's getting. I know I always say go and watch a movie yourself and have your own interpretation on it, but... Personally, I, you know, it hasn't really interested me. I haven't seen a video game. Uh, I was talking on last week's Monday show. You can go check that out. Uh, on the coming soon section, I was talking about how Hitman is a very, very important movie because it needs to deliver. We haven't had a good video game movie in, like, forever. <laughs> Since a lot of people think Mortal Kombat was good. I never saw it, to be honest. And the, from the, you know, the look of it, I didn't really like the style to it. I know it was good at representing the video game, which I guess is a good thing. But at the same time, I just want to see a good movie and I haven't seen a good movie yet. Um, but yeah, American Ultra was a shock to me as well. That sh- I thought that would have picked off more with Jesse Eisenberg and Christian Stewart. But anyway, the box office, bit of a letdown this week, but hey-ho, it was it was okay with Straight out Compton. But anyway, we're moving on to the first topic of the day now, the big one. Uh, Empire have released a new screenshot of Kylo Ren from Star Wars The Force Awakens, the big villain with his cross-sword lightsaber, as you can see. This is the image, and apparently it's an actual image from the film. Wow, the cinematography in this just looks absolutely gorgeous. I must say, just look at that. Look at the kind of the shadows and everything glowing, you know, the glowing of the lightsaber. It looks really raw. That's the one word I can describe this image, and especially the lightsaber. It's a really raw image, and it feels like this guy's going to be kind of a mix between Darth Maul and Darth Vader. That's that's the kind of uh, feel I'm getting, because if there was one thing that I wish we had more of, and the one thing that I really liked from the prequels was Darth Maul. I thought he was a villain that was, he was built up, and that big confrontation at the end between him, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan Kenobi was just, I thought was great, actually. I really liked that. I know how people, you know, trash on the prequels. I was grown up on them, so that's probably why I have more of a, a liking towards them, but at the same time, I agree with a lot of people, the prequels are nowhere near the originals. The originals are masterpieces of films and this you know them three are just not good enough and I feel like they're going to give us more the the one letdown of the the Phantom Menace was that we didn't see enough of uh, Darth Maul in the film we saw a bit of him it was a big build up and then the big battle at the end but then he's just like cut in half all of a sudden and it's like what is that it and I know there was talk about they were going to try and bring you know he's apparently st- he could be still alive I, I just don't get that I mean the guy was chopped in half I think that's ridiculous I would love to see him back but I think that's ridiculous it is silly how they used him that uh, utilized him in uh, the Phantom Menace and I'm hoping with Kylo Ren in uh, The Force Awakens we can get more of an impact 
it's more of a kind of this guy is going to be a threat and every time he's on screen you feel intimidated by him and that's the one thing Darth Vader had and there's all this talk as well at the minute that Kylo Ren's going to be a guy a kind of supporter of Darth Vader a fan a guy who you know appreciated what Darth Vader was doing and understood where he came from and he's you know in love with Darth Vader basically and wants to take up the mantle I can understand that and that may be why we see the mask in um that Force Awakens maybe Kylo Ren finds the mask the Darth Vader mask and kind of just you know it's like a a ritual to him to kind of pray near it or you know get some kind of energy going into battle that you know he's you know took by Darth Vader basically Darth Vader's kind of like a standing figure to him and uh, I I think that's cool I really do it it, you know it still brings if that's the case in the Force Awakens then we know that you know Darth Vader is still gonna you know it's gonna feel like whenever we see Kylo Ren, we get that same mentality of oh crap, it's this guy as we did with Darth Vader, and I feel like that will bring a significant factor to his appearance and his characterization uh, in The Force Awakens. So I'm really, really excited. And personally, this image just looks beautiful. Uh, you know, it looks raw. It looks so good. Look at the colors, man. I'm really hoping this movie has some really deep, intense colors because that's to, that's what to me. The one thing I liked about the prequels were the graph the visuals the graphics and the visuals whatever you say about the prequels you know the prequels and the matrix were the two films that you know changed the boundaries of what we can do with gra- with graphics and you know if we didn't have the prequels you know, Hollywood wouldn't know how to utilize green screens because they use the green screens way too much in that thing. Now they're going back to, you know, kind of using practical with, you know, digital effects. So they're kind of mixing the two together. I know there's apparently is a lot more practical, uh, but, you know, digital effects are still going to be in there and hopefully utilized a lot better. But as you know, you know, the pre when they came out, the prequels were kind of the films that push the boundary as if to say this is these are the types of films that you know what you know hold up to not hold up today but are films that, well they do kind of hold up today still maybe not in like you know an epic scale at all nothing like crazy or avatar like but it still was a film that kind of when it came out you know the prequels they were they looked absolutely they looked one you know like one of the best free films of that period of time and you know but it also gave us awareness that we shouldn't overuse it because there were parts of the films that just looked terrible as well and uh, maybe not on that in that year when they came out but over time they're not you know they won't last and that's one thing that I feel the original trilogy does I can watch that today and it still lasts and yes the story is the main thing that makes their movies last and the character you know the characters in it Han Solo, Luke, Leia but it still feels like a film that it just feels bigger on scale with all the you know the practicality to it and I hope The Force Awakens can do that and in this image it really does look like they they're having a perfect blend of the graphics as well you know and the you know the lighting and just all the you know the other elements with the practicality and i just cannot wait uh for the force awakens to it it's going to be a great event in movies and god i'm going to go see that opening night got to book my ticket i cannot you know you know not miss out on a seat for this this is some movie that needs to be seen and probably see it three or four times actually but we'll have to see what happens but anyway Uh, We're going to move on to the second topic of the day now, and that is that in Suicide Squad, uh, Henry Cavill has apparently said in a recent interview that he is not going to be 
in Suicide Squad. Apparently, he, you know, his character. It's we know Batman obviously was in the trailer for Suicide Squad, and he's going to be appearing in there a bit. But apparently, Superman is not going to be in Super. Uh, Super I was going to say Superman Suicide Squad. Uh, which to me, I really, I don't mind. A lot of people on Twitter I saw this morning were just screaming, saying, "Oh no, no Henry Cavill, no Superman! It's the end of the world! Oh my God, we needed him in this movie." No, we didn't. This is a Suicide Squad movie. We need the Suicide Squad. And I know it's all about connecting the DC universe, you know, having Batman in there. And we know Batman is in Suicide Squad and, you know, how they all cross over in each other's films. But you don't need to overdo it. Batman, look, I, I like when they cross over, you know, different characters and different elements of the story and other films to connect the universe. But at the end of the day... Give me a good film of the Suicide Squad. It's about the Suicide Squad. Make references, little Easter eggs. But the one thing I care about is making a good Suicide Squad movie with good Suicide Squad characters. And that, well, two things then you could say. But um, yeah, that's the the main things that I care about in Suicide Squad. I don't care if if uh, Henry Cavill's not in it. I really don't. I feel like you know the writers of this movie as well as director David Ayer they want the best for their movie and they don't if you know they're not just going to you know if Warner Brothers came up to David Ayer and said we need Superman in this movie to for it to make sense in future movies yeah then put him in but if you know David Ayer was writing the script and he didn't feel like Superman was should you know should be in Suicide Squad then to me that's that's fine now a lot of people would argue with that that saying that in the trailer Amanda Walker does reference that Superman was a beacon to bring all the villains back at the end of the day that's that's the plot of the story you know the Superman comes on the earth the villains are like oh well you, you know we we can make you know <laughs> we could you know we're not a big threat to this guy why not have some fun and escape our asylum until Amanda Walker assembles them together to do some good um yeah that you know that would make sense if superman was in there maybe as kind of but with batman you know trying to you know keep you know uh, the villains in a cage you know so that they don't go overboard and don't start you know doing stupid stuff which let's face it they're going to do some evil cruel stuff in this movie um well they better because they're the suicide squad um but I, i don't think that i don't think it's necessary for henry cavill to be in this movie he's not you know, I know there's going to be people who, you know, are desperate for it and people who want it. I can understand that because you're huge, huge fans, but he will eventually. I, I believe in the interview he also said that, you know, maybe in the sequel, I'm sure we're going to get the Joker and I'm sure we're going to get some of the Suicide Squad on screen with Henry Cavill in one of the future movies. Look, guys, we've got like 10 to 12 to even 15 movies coming up from DC within the next like years and years to come. There's it, so many movies coming out in this DC Cinematic Universe and comic book uh, universe with Marvel and Fox. There's so many. We are going to see these all these characters you know if the fans want it I'm sure they can fit it in and I'm sure they're going to fit Superman with or Henry Cavill with you know the other characters Gerald Leto's Joker and cross them over at one point you know they've got the characters there for utilization utilize them in the best way and then you know cross them over then you know you know show me who the characters are I want to I want an origin I want to you know a 
characterization, a growth in characterization from the Suicide Squad in this movie. I don't want Superman to just appear at the start and have 15 minutes of screen time and just go, you know, we need the Suicide Squad and then the Suicide Squad come in. I don't want that. I want the Suicide Squad to be built up from the start you know, brought together and then crazy shit goes down with maybe a five minute scene with Batman in there, but focus on the Suicide Squad. And I believe they're going to do that within Suicide Squad, but maybe later on down the line, cross our fingers, we may get an on-screen kind of a collaboration between them and Henry Cavill Superman. But anyway, yeah, that's it for topic number two. We're going to move on to number three now. And this is very, 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 very shocking. Terminator Genesis. Uh, I was going to say Genesis. Sorry about that, uh, Arnold. Terminator Genesis has, in on its first day in, the cin- in cinemas within the Chinese box office, had $27.4 million dollars. million for Terminator Genesis on its Chinese debut. That is insane. And people at the minute are saying they could make Terminator Genesis 2. And I would not be surprised at this rate. Terminator Genesis worldwide uh, up until its Chinese uh, box office. Let me just check that out, actually. I didn't have that uh, up at the time. Terminator Genesis, let's type it in and see what it got. Because... This movie was not, um, I didn't like it. I, it's one of my worst movies of the year. I know some people liked parts of it. I just thought as a film it was a complete mess. Uh, Terminator Genesis was made on a $155 million budget and it made $353 million. And I don't know if that's including uh, the Chinese box office. We'll have to see. I'm not too, I'm not too sure if that's including the Chinese box office. Uh, but... Uh, opening weekend, 27... Oh, no, that's, sorry, it got 27 million on its opening weekend and had 89 million domestically. But apparently domestic, um, in Chinese, on, on the Chinese box office, it's had $27.4 million. That's insane. I mean, the film only hit three, five, you know, 353. It did break even, of course, uh, but obviously it didn't do very good uh, compared to its other Terminator films. And this movie, yeah, as I was saying, was, to me, a comp- I did not like it. I know some people liked parts of it, thought it was a decent film. I did not like it, guys. I thought it was really, really bad. I thought the way James, they got James Cameron to come out and say that, you know, this movie uh, is going to hit hard with Terminator fans. People are going to love it. And then it comes out two weeks later. They don't show much screenings to uh, critics. Actually, I believe they did show screenings to critics, but they didn't let them review it. Sorry, that was Fantastic Four. I got the two mixed up. But uh, apparently, yeah, they had... Uh, screenings for critics and they didn't let the critics review it until like a day before it came out or on the day it came out I believe I think that's just stupid and that all of a sudden you know it puts warning flags in front of the movie basically saying that we don't think this movie is going to be any good that's what um, Paramount said you know with their you know announcement that's basically what they were saying we don't think this movie is going to be any good you don't have to see it and I know they were advertising it well which was you know obviously they do want us to see it but at the same time, they were a bit cautious because they knew that critics weren't going to like this and it was going to hurt their box office. And in the end, it made decent box office. It could have made worse uh, if they did. So maybe they made the right decision uh, to do that. But at the end of the day, I, I hate when studios do that. But this Chinese box office, man, wow. You know, this thing's going to have first day. This isn't like weekend. This is first day. 
$27 million. Uh, what was it again? $27.4 million. I mean, if this movie, you know, if it keeps going like this, within three or four weeks in China, it's going to make, like, probably... Whew, it's going to make 100 to two, maybe two to three, like 100 to 200 million dollars. I'm going to put that prediction. I mean, if it does that, it's probably going to break, uh, yeah, nearly, it's going to make nearly 600 do- uh, million dollars worldwide. And if it makes that, then it looks like we're going to get a Terminator Genesis sequel because, you know, I don't, at, at this, you know, point in time, Paramount, you know, they want to make as much money as possible and they give the rights back to Terminator to James Cameron within like three years. So if if they're doing that, then I guess that they're you know they, they want to make if they make some money off this, they're going to make a sequel before it's given back to James Cameron. And just because it's given back to James Cameron, people get confused with this that oh, because James Cameron's got the rights, he's going to make a Terminator movie in three years. No, he's not. He's going to get the rights back. That doesn't mean he's going to make a movie. Yes, he probably eventually will make a movie. But let's face it, look how much Avatar movies he's got in production at the minute. He's got three Avatar movies in production. So if he's making Avatar 2, 3 and 4, that's going to take a good, you know, probably two or three years. And if, you know, he's got to work with all the marketing departments and he's very committed behind the scenes to Avatar. So he's going to be in that, you know, that department as well uh, of of the Fox, of Fox Studios. So I don't think we're going to see a James Cameron Terminator for like, years to come, maybe, wait, so if he gets the rights back in 2018, say, then I don't think we're going to see a Terminator movie until maybe 2020, maybe announced by 2020, but, so that means that Paramount have got time, if they've got three years, they can maybe dish out another one, you know, they planned a trilogy of Terminator Genesis movies, so they can maybe dish out uh, another one or two, so we'll have to see what happens, but this Chinese box office has definitely said one thing, that, you know, worldwide, this movie is going to make some money, and even though the next one may be a bit less, because this one sucked, in my opinion, I know a lot of people think that as well, but there are a few people who did like it, but just in a lot of people's opinion, especially the critics, they did not like this, so the word of mouth isn't going to be very good going into the next one, so, I mean, we're going to have to see what what happens if, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll know within the next half a year, uh, or the next few months, maybe even, if they're going to go ahead with a sequel. But these Chinese box office, um, you know, statistics, I can't say that word, um, are definitely going to help its chances of getting at least one more before the rights are given back. But we'll have to see what happens. And uh, yeah, we're going to move on to the last uh, topic of today. And that is the coming soon segment of the show. And this segment is basically, you know, talking about movies that are coming soon within the next, uh, well, this Friday, actually. And, uh, yeah, every Monday I talk about the three movies coming out this Friday. And, uh, the three coming out this Friday are We Are Your Friends with Zac Efron, Z for Zachariah, which has, uh, uh, Margot Robbie, I believe it's Chris Pine and uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, keep forgetting his name, and then also No Escape uh, featuring Owen Wilson and Piers Brosman. We Are Your Friends, I watched the trailer to this movie, I absolutely hate it, I hate the trailer, I think it's just a movie that's being made simply for the dollar, and yes, dollars is what it's all about in the movie industry today, I completely understand that, 
But damn, give people a good movie, at least try and make a good movie. And I feel like the context behind this movie of this guy, you know, being a DJ, it's literally just the average, you know, any guy who was, you know, who does DJing as a career could have stepped into the role. And I know Zach Efron, I like Zach Efron, I think he's a good actor. And I know some people say he's overrated, I think he's a good actor. But... The context of this movie, I think, was just stupid. It, you know, basically, I could, I could make it. It feels like we can make a movie out of anything now. It really does. And you know, all this stuff talking about there's going to be uh, what's them toys that they're thinking of making a movie of? Oh, I'm trying to think what it's called now. Is it? Oh, I, I can't remember. I, uh, Pex? Is it Pex or Pax or something like that? They're making them, you know, movies out of silly things now. And now, oh, let, let's just make a movie out of DJs, literally. And it was. You can make a good plot. I'm sure there's a way you can do a good, you know, context or a storyline behind this. But that trailer to me just literally felt like it's going to be an hour and a half of Zac Efron DJing, having a few problems, and then, yeah, that's it pretty much. It, it feels like a movie for people who don't care what they're watching. And that's why I'm not interested in this movie. So would I recommend go, you going out to see We Are Your Friends? Not really. I'm not going to go see it. It's not my kind of movie. But... If you've come here and you you know you want to see we if you come here to listen to this you know maybe separate topic as a video or that you know you're listening to the show and you want to you know you're, you're thinking of going to you know you're really excited for this movie if you're excited and it's you know you like DJing and you know this, what this movie's about go see it yeah don't let me stop you from going to see it but I don't feel like you know, if you think this movie is going to be something, you know, successful, it's going to be a global hit, amazing, you know, shock of the year, no, it's it's not going to be that, and, but yeah, if, if you're interested in the movie, go see it, but I wouldn't recommend going to see it if you're not, and uh, yeah, Z for Zachariah, that's another movie uh, coming out, uh, with Chiwetel, Edge of War, Chris Pine, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's impressed me lately, she's going to be Harley Quinn, looks like she's going to knock it out of the park as that, Chiwetel Ejiofor, absolutely brilliant actor, I love 12 Years a Slave, and uh, Chris Pine is also kind of impressing me lately with some of the roles he's choosing, so that's got some really, really good talent on board, I'm not sure how much this is going to make at the box office, um, because they haven't, I've seen no marketing, but I think I saw one trailer, I can't even remember what it was about, but I saw like one trailer for this movie, and it was like months ago and then that's it I, I never saw anything about it so I'm not sure um you know what's what this is going to be like I have to see I'll be targeting the performance of it if it does well I'll let you guys know on the Friday show where I actually uh, there's a sh- there's a segment on my show on Friday called breakdown where I actually break down these three movies I'm showing to you now and talk about uh, obviously the the m- running it could get in the box office and also the reviews it's getting so I'll definitely keep you updated on that. And then No Escape is a movie I haven't heard nothing about. Uh, Owen Wilson and Piers Brosnan. I love Owen Wilson. He's one of my favourite comedic actors. So if that does well, I'll definitely check out if Z for Zachariah and No Escape do well. Because if they do, uh, then I, I might go check it out. And I'll definitely let you guys know on Friday if these things have done very well. You know, with audience ratings, critic ratings, and uh, yeah, the box office. But uh, yeah, that's about it for today's show, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, the show. Remember to follow me on Facebook and, uh, sorry, like my Facebook page and follow me on Twitter because on there I do give updates and as I said at the start of the show, if there's any delays with the show, if there's any postponements, if there's any changes to the show, 
any you know kind of release times I put it on my Twitter and Facebook also I cover stories that I don't cover on this show because you can't cover everything I like to go in depth I know a lot of shows out there and podcasts like to talk about like 20 different topics and just go quickly through them I like to cover each one in depth give my own you know feelings towards them and yeah have more breathing time on each of the subjects but I hope you guys have enjoyed the show it's been awesome for me to do this today and uh, yeah remember to check out the show every Monday and Friday it's a 30 minute movie show talk about news and as I said um, yeah we do this show on Monday with the box office and uh, the coming soon segment and the free news topics on Friday I do uh, the breakdown which talks about these three movies and how they performed do another three topics and at the end I have a highlight said segment which basically talks about a movie that I think is underrated or one that um, you know I really want to see and uh, yeah this movie you know I will go, there's a movie that I think I've got planned for Friday and I really want to go into depth on, so stick for, you know, stay tuned for the Friday show, remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel so that you can get all the videos first, and yeah, as I said, follow me on all social media because then you'll get updates and links on there first before anyone else, so yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed the show, remember to like, comment, subscribe, check out all my other videos I've been doing lately with Black Ops 3 beta and all that good stuff, gaming wise, and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the, uh, the show or the video or the podcast, as you could say now, like, comment, subscribe, and as always, make some noise. Bye.